Hey there, and welcome to the Leap Podcast. Striving to meet the greatest challenges facing humanity, Leap is a global tech event and a platform for unearthing the minds of some of the most influential people on the planet. Join our conversations as we explore the pivotal role technology has in reshaping our world. Welcome to another edition of the Leap In Podcast Series. I'm Richard Spur. As we take to the skies with the CEO of Skyports, we explore how air taxis are the answer to the future of transportation. Flying taxis may sound like something for a sci-fi movie, but they are the next step in mobility as we see how it will be opening up and transporting us to the Olympic Games in Sydney. Clem Newton-Brown, OAM, is the founder and CEO of Skyports, the only Australian business developing a network of landing sites for a future air taxi network. Clem's background as a former Deputy Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Member of Victorian Parliament and Barrister specialising in planning and property development has put him at the forefront of his emerging industry. Clem serves on several federal, state, industry and international committees, advancing the development of the rules and regulations around establishing a whole new era in clean, green, electric aviation. The success of the industry depends on these changes, along with a network of Skyport sites from which air taxis will operate. Skyports already has over 400 property partner sites in Australia and New Zealand, which are ready to activate when regulations permit. Air taxis sound like the thing of the future, and it's estimated that the market could be worth $1.5 trillion by 2040. So what is so unique about air taxis? And how will they transform urban mobility and the way we travel? Yeah, look, what we're looking at is a, is a revolution in aviation. And uh, we've got a whole lot of new aircraft being developed. It's a bit like Wright Brothers days. There's about uh, 300 different aircraft in development, and they're all, all sorts of uh, different designs. Uh, and uh, they're all designed to do uh, perhaps something which is, um, is not as fantastical as it might sound at first. Um, I, I, it always surprises me that uh, people see this as being a, uh, you know, science fiction, whereas you know, we've, been, we've flown people to the moon 50 years ago. We've, we've had, um, uh, you know, we fly uh, hundreds of thousands of people safely around the globe every day, and uh, we're talking about you know, a small aircraft um, that uh, can do short hops powered by uh, powered by batteries. So, it's uh, th- that's the revolution, which is a, I think is a it's a it's a small but significant revolution because it, it significantly changes the way uh, that people can move in a uh, in a localized sense. Well, infrastructure is a crucial part in facilitating urban mobility. How can we adapt and provide this vital infrastructure, especially you know in older European cities? who found it particularly difficult to adapt and provide the necessary infrastructure for, for these kinds of projects, Clem? Yes, look, the, the aircraft are going to be um, uh, quieter, greener, cleaner, and, and probably uh, a lot cheaper than helicopters. Uh, and so that that's the, really is the, the the revolution, I suppose, is decarbonising aviation. Uh, and uh, part of that revolution is in making them a, a bit... Uh, a bit more uh, usable than helicopters. Uh, generally, people don't like helicopters. They're noisy. They're they're, they're big. Uh, they're uh, intrusive. And uh, if we can get these aircraft to uh, be a friendlier form of, of flight for small numbers of people, 
then uh, the idea is that these aircraft will be able to be landed in, in new locations, which opens up the whole new market. And, and that, I suppose that is the revolution uh, that, that we're aiming for. And uh, so infrastructure is, is going to be a big part of that. At the moment, if, if all, we, all we're doing is having a, a quieter helicopter landing on existing helipads and, and airports, then we haven't really revolutionised anything. We've, we've made it uh, uh, a better, uh, better amenity-wise, better for the environment. But um, if we're going to have a revolution, we, we're going to need to land these aircraft in new locations. And that's what my business, Skyports, is about, is, uh, is, is establishing those new landing sites. And... Uh, uh, in terms of European cities, uh, certainly it is challenging because you're, you're generally very densely built. Um, and I would, while we're fo focused on Australia at the moment, uh, I'm certainly coming to the conclusion that you know, cities which are on rivers are, are ideal candidates because uh, you know, you've got the potential to put floating uh, uh, vertiports on uh, on rivers in, uh, in in old established cities. So, so that's that's one one way of um, uh, adapting for for older cities. But uh, you know, there there may be other sites. There may be, uh, for example, public infrastructure like train stations that could be built over. There might be um, uh, other government-owned land or sports fields or crown reserves. Uh, and uh, I think if, a, if there's a will there, uh, there's uh, you know a, a way of adapting and and looking at cities and 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 finding spaces that might be suitable. And I'd like you, if you will, to talk a little bit about um, urban mobility, because I wonder how it's different to other forms of transport, say, uh, for example, helicopters. Um, uh, how are air taxis unique, and what are the benefits that they can provide to society, and um, I suppose also to, to the industry in general? Yeah, well, I think that's still being developed, and it's, it's probably... Um uh, highlighted by the, the fact that you call it urban uh, air mobility and uh, the industry, and that's what was used for a long time. But in recent times, uh, people now are now referring to advanced air mobility. They've taken the urban out. And, uh, and that's quite interesting because I think people are realising that uh, maybe the functionality of these aircraft is not necessarily jumping around on city rooftops. And certainly in Australia, uh, you know, at, at the government here is pushing for regional air mobility, so, so using these aircraft to connect uh, longer distances. Uh, and the benefits of that in the early days, of course, is that it's much safer and you're not flying over people and buildings. And, uh, uh, and I think that those um, more remote applications are going to be the first use cases. Uh, but uh, but ultimately, I think uh, you know the once the aircraft are flying, people get used to them, and uh, they're happy to have them in uh, more urban locations. Then that's where we'll see uh, you know the, uh, the vertiports being established in in locations where the community wants them. So you know, we need to get to the point where the community has seen these aircraft, uh, they're they're comfortable with them, and they're actually pushing the politicians to say why why can't I have uh, you know, a landing site somewhere near my house or near my uh, uh, shopping centre where I can uh, get on one of these aircraft. Do you think people will become comfortable with them? Because we are, as a race, you know, really rather um, difficult when it comes to change, aren't we? Yeah, look, it's certainly, there's a new type of aircraft, but, uh, you know, who would have thought that people would get into a, you know, al aluminium tube for, for 20 hours and fly <laughs> around the world? Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, we, we sort of get used to it, and I suppose a lot of that is to do with uh, the record of safety 
safety. And um, you know, if, if the plane, planes were dropping out of the sky uh, you know, on a regular basis, people wouldn't get in them. So uh, there's, a, I suppose, a, a, a risk versus return uh, equation that goes on in people's heads. And look, you know, this happens every time you get into a, into a motor vehicle. You know, there's a chance that you may not you know, come out of that alive. And uh, you know, it's, it's a fact, and it's a fact that we, we bury uh, in our minds. But uh, you know, the fact is that, you know, in, in my home state, we have you know, 350 fatalities a year in Victoria, Australia, and, um, uh, you know, and it would be similar all around the world. And um, uh, so, so I think there's, you, know, you have to get the, um, the degree of safety to a point which is, is comparable with other forms of transport. And I think with a, with a new form of aircraft, um, uh, it's uh, it's even more important, I think, to get people over that sort of uh, hump of accepting that uh, this is no less safe than uh, driving in a car or flying in a plane. Um, helicopters are uh, significantly less safe than fixed-wing aircraft, and uh, people still fly in helicopters. Um, and the idea is that uh, you know these aircraft are being built. Uh, um, you know, with that, with safety at the forefront, I think people realise that uh, you know these have to be as safe as commercial airliners uh, for people to uh, to get in them, and uh, and you know, taking out the pilot is actually uh, perhaps counterintuitively uh, one way of, of making the aircraft safer than helicopters, uh, because you know a lot of a lot of aircraft crashes, both helicopters and fixed wing, uh, are as a result of pilot error, and so if you've got an aircraft that's uh, uh, you know, won't won't take off if the weather's bad. Uh, you know, won't uh, you know bank so steeply uh, uh, in a particular situation, uh, and you know the human error is taken out. It, you know, the the expectation is that the uh, these aircraft will actually be be safer than other forms of uh, of transport. Well, indeed, and you know the industry is growing uh, rapidly, and uh, as with all technology, safety is crucial. And I think you've uh, you, you've covered that point and people's concerns. But costs and regulations can often be uh, a bit of a barrier, can't they, to development? Personal helicopters have been around, as you say, for some time, but they're extremely costly in most cases. How will air taxis be different and potentially? democratize if you like air travel where can the you know the everyday person expect to uh, see these vehicles in the skies and experience them for themselves yeah look i think look helicopters at the moment you know if you really want to go in a helicopter you know you might not do it as a as a regular form of transport but you know in victoria certainly you know you can go out to a, a winery from melbourne and go out for lunch and uh, you might spend a few hundred hundred dollars a person as a one-off occasion for a, a special event or whatever uh, but obviously it's too expensive for, for regular use. Um, I don't agree with those who say these aircraft are going to uh, fix road congestion and uh, you know, everybody will be flying around them. I, I think that they, they will still be a um, initially a, a, tour, a tourism uses will be uh, big to begin with and then and then there'll be more commuting commuting but it's uh, you know, we move a lot of people with trains and buses and, and cars, uh, and you know, uh, uh, you know, you would need a, a ridiculously large number of EV toll air taxis to replace all those movements. So I don't think it's going to be um, ever replaced. It'll still, it'll always be a premium service, but I, I'm hopeful that it'll be a premium service which is, uh, you know, more affordable. Uh, and the, there are a few things that can make it more affordable. First of all, the aircraft themselves being cheaper than helicopters to produce, and I think once they get manufactured to scale, that will be uh, a, a, a fact, and so your, your capital cost is lower. Uh, your maintenance costs, uh, air, aircraft 
uh, helicopters, uh, airplanes, they're, they're hugely expensive to maintain. That uh, the engines have to be rebuilt at you know certain uh, hours and uh, uh, lots and lots of maintenance. Whereas uh, electric engines uh, are much simpler and uh, fewer moving parts, fewer things to go wrong. So the maintenance costs will bring it down. Um, and then the uh, ultimately uh, uh, the uh, the pilot could be removed uh, from the aircraft. Most of these aircraft are being designed to, to be pilotless, and uh, that removes another cost um, when that eventually happens. And uh, the other 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 application is modern technologies such as uh, rideshare apps. And that, this is where Uber was interested in this some years ago. They've now fallen by the wayside, but. Um, you know, they they had uh, dreams of having an Uber app where you know you could you could get in an aircraft with another two or three people who you don't know and uh, and they well, you're all sharing the cost and that brings the price down as well. So there's quite a lot of things that could be done and, and will will happen eventually. Uh, I think when the industry matures that we will see the cost come down significantly from helicopters. It's interesting, isn't it? And I just wonder how long that's going to take. If it's successful. Do you think we could get to the point that um, e-VTOLs actually replace cars, Clem? No, no, look, I, I don't think so. I, I think there, there's, uh, um, uh, you would need too many in the sky to, uh, to, uh, to replace all the, all the vehicles we've got on the road at the moment. So I think there'll always be um, a special form of transport that people use because uh, you know, whether it's to get to a, a spot that it might be you know, over a water body where they can cut time, you know, for example, in in, in uh, Sydney, where we've got Sydney Harbour, and you know, to go from one side of the harbour to the other could take you an hour in traffic, but it might be five minutes in an air taxi. Um, so, so special applications like that, uh, I think. Uh, people will, will use them for. Uh, people may use them if they're, uh, you know, if, if it's for business purposes where, you know, the, the time saving uh, equates to a saving in, 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 in costs because you're, you're not, uh, you're not sitting in traffic. I think that that's another application, but I think as a, as a general form of transport, I, I can't see it. it, it um, certainly not in the early days. Uh, it won't be replacing anything. It'll be providing another option. And do you think that passenger aircraft will be piloted or will they be autonomous? It's interesting. Uh, this, m most of the aircraft in development of those 300 are being designed to have pilots in them. But a lot of that is to do with community acceptance and people realising that it's going to be a bit of a step before people are happy to get into an aircraft without a, without a, 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 a pilot in it. And uh, just to give you an example, when when lifts first came in, there was all, there was a driver in the lift who would uh, drive the the car up and down the building uh, because people felt safer. And in Melbourne, we still had a lift driver in the what, the last building uh, till about ten or twenty years ago. Bellboy, uh, I think we used to call them, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Yes, so so that that was a matter of you know people feeling safe in a lift on their own, and um, uh, and and I think that uh, uh, you know ultimately um, the technology will be such that it will be uh, safer to be um, relying on the technology rather than pilots. And uh, one or two of the aircraft being developed, there's one called Whisk, which is backed by Google, and. Uh, that's going straight to autonomy, and uh, that's, they're never going to have a pilot in that. And and where they're um, 
I think going to struggle is that initially I think the air regulators are going to want to have a pilot and it's, it's easier for them to look at the, these aircraft as simply electric helicopters and slot into the existing rules and regulations and, uh, and that's how the industry will start up. So it's a big step then to go into uh, pilotless because then you've got all your flight uh, management systems which have to be developed and they are being developed. Um, but ultimately, I think we will get to that point, and when that happens, you know, these aircraft can be can be turned out in numbers, in large numbers, and they can put into be put into operation without um, uh, needing to have uh, huge numbers of pilots, uh, which will be another issue I can talk about. Um, and uh, and I think that I think we will get there. Um, yeah, just to give you an example, I uh, I bought my first uh, drone from uh, you know, an electronics store. Uh, last summer and I was taking some pictures of my kids jumping off a cliff at the beach into the water and uh, a very windy day and looking back at the <laughs> images uh, it was it was like a uh, it was like the, the aircraft was on a tripod it was it was that solid in, uh, in, a, in a, a very windy environment Look, the quality is incredible uh, isn't it yeah yeah it is it is incredible and I, and I think people will more and more trust trust the technology uh, and uh, and you know and ultimately you know would prefer to have a uh, uh, you know, uh, an autonomous vehicle rather than relying on the uh, you know the uh, you know whether whether a pilot's had a big night the night before or or, or, or focused on on what they had to focus on on a pre-flight check. <laughs> Heaven for friend. Um, well, I mean, let's just finally explore and um, unpack some of those points that you made because if air taxis are to be uh, piloted at first and the industry uh, is expected to grow rapidly, how will we? recruit pilots will they uh, need the same training as, as regular pilots which takes years and is very expensive and there is you know let us not forget already a shortage of, of pilots yes it is a big issue that there, there is a shortage and um, and I, I think uh, that the aircraft are being developed such that the uh, uh, the pilots can be trained much much more quickly. Uh, from what I've seen with some of the front runners there, they have they have simulators and they and they and because they're, they're all being designed to um, to ultimately be autonomous, the uh, the actual inputs from the pilots, I I imagine, with many of the front runners, are going to be uh, a lot less than the inputs that you'd expect from a helicopter pilot. Um, and so I think it will be a a much easier uh, recruiting task to get. Uh, more people flying these these aircraft, and uh, and also you know the because the the demand will be there for for the uh, aircraft if they're able to be uh, you know more affordable than helicopters, then uh, then hopefully uh, there will be uh, you know uh, the, the jobs there for people to uh, to take up a, a career in in flying or, or piloting these aircraft. But the big dilemma with this is that uh, ultimately. If these aircraft become autonomous, then you're going to have uh, you know a whole lot of people who had trained to fly them who are no longer needed. So um, uh, that's another issue to consider. Is it actually a great career move to become an air taxi pilot if ultimately everybody's aiming to get you out of the the picture so that you, so they can save some uh, some money on the on the uh, on the aircraft? And again, look, I think this will be a a progression. I think there will be. You know, some aircraft that where a business decision is made where you know we're going to keep our pilot here even though they're not doing very much uh, because people feel safer um, and uh, you know I think that there will be there will be a, 
a progression that occurs, and it might take some decades for the, for this progression to occur. So, so perhaps those uh, those people uh, training to be air, air taxi pilots might have uh, you know, ten or twenty years of uh, uh, of a career in that industry before things start to peter out. Clem, many thanks for your time. And Clem will be joining us for the next edition of Leap, taking place from February the 6th to the 9th, 2023, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So we look forward to seeing him there. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Leap in Podcast series.